Welcome to the Go Digital Jason Low Show, where I interview business owners and founders alike on their strategies in digital transformation and how they scale their businesses to the next level. If you are looking to grow digitally, then this is the podcast for you. Stay tuned for today's special guest as this podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. Hey guys, this is Jason Lowe and you are tuning in to the Go Digital with Jason Lowe show. And today I have a very interesting guest. So I have Aaron right here. Say hi, Aaron. Hey everyone. <laughs> so Aaron has been, uh, I mean, if you guys are very active on social media and Facebook, Aaron has been involved in a lot of uh, digital content related uh, initiatives. Yeah, he and his company and also a good friend Daniel, he's also involved in the entrepreneurs and startups community in Malaysia group, which is, which is nearing its 20,000 member mark very soon, which is an impressive community uh, platform where Aaron and, and you know, me and all, we like to share about the latest things going on in the entrepreneurship journey, digital related things, and all kinds of initiatives done by the government and so on. So today I have Aaron here so that I can actually ask him about what are the things that he's working on recently. So recently, uh, Aaron has been quite active. I saw you just revamp your website. Is that AaronTang dot, is it dot com? Dot com, yes. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of new things that he implemented in. And one of the things that really caught my mind is uh, his new initiative is, is called Artsis. So maybe Aaron, you can tell me more about Artsis and maybe share to the audience what is it all about. Sure, well, Artsis is not a new initiative. Uh, we've been around, just that no one knows about it, <laughs> right? So just for the record, we are an MSC company, MSC status company. Mm -hmm. So what we do is that very B2B. So we provide um, web application uh, development services to companies as well as um, semi-government uh, organizations as well. So that's what we've been working on for the last three years. And next year, we'll, we're going to scale up basically, right? We, will, we are entertaining more projects coming in that is tech related. And tech, you mean like the technology the related? Techno or tech related, all right, yeah. right. So I think it's pretty fitting to your podcast, which is digital transformation mm -hmm. related, right? So what we do is that we help companies to transform their business or their organization digitally through all these service uh, apps that we build for them. So usually when, uh, example, a traditional businesses, not, not, not to say traditional, or maybe any businesses out there that would like to look for certain kind of digital implementations. So what, what do they, what do, what's the process like? First, they just immediately come here like, hey Aaron, you gotta help me do this thing. Do they already usually know what they want? Or is it something that your team will go through a user requirement process to get that kind of information out from them? Yeah, I think your listener will agree with me that I can say 90% of the clients out there they already come in with maybe a list mm. of things that they want it to be implemented in the platform or in the app, right? And for us, right, when we look at this list, we always ask a client one thing, right? Hey, have you talked to your potential users? Have you talked to your customers? Or is this list generated from the top of your mind? Right? Yeah, like how business owners just pull things up from DMA, right? Just yes. And businesses can read an article and they go like, oh yeah, this will be good to my business. Or, Come, let's do it. Then they just yes. bam, throw the whole thing yes. and let's do it. Because it's very easy to confuse that you are building the app for yourself rather than, you know, you need for, to build for the for main the, actual users, right? Yeah, because uh, uh, no matter, yeah, you are the business owner, right? You, this is your idea, but why spend so much time and even potentially a lot of money to build this up for something that no one wants to use? 
right? Uh, I think this is a very common, uh, I issue, think, observation. Or, yeah, observation by a lot of businesses owners out there. Uh, I, I first got engaged with Aaron, uh, I think a couple of years back, and I was kind of helping out in one project. Can't say help, but I volunteered yeah. to attend like an interview session for yes. one of your clients at that time. Yes. And it was to me, it was a very interesting process because during that session, so I think what you did, uh, what, what do you call this? Is it called we, design sprint phase? Yes, we call it design sprint. I think back then when you were, you came to the interview, mm. I think that was day day five. Ah, I see. Right. So like four days before that day, we already. Uh, did a lot of things to come up with the prototype. Okay. So I think what Design Spring is, is that it's actually a framework that mm. is championed by, I think, Google Ventures, mm -hmm. right? So if you go to uh, Amazon, you can you can buy the book. It's called Spring, S-P-R-N-T, mm -hmm. right? By GV, Google Ventures. So essentially, it's a framework, like a design workshop, right? They call it like a design thinking workshop where day one, you have no prototype. But at the end of the session, with usually the fifth day or the fourth day, you have a prototype that you can invite your potential users and come and give feedback. So that's what we did, right? So that's how that is the one of the methodologies we use for our clients, whether small or big. We always encourage that. Okay, if you're not clear of the requirement, or if you already clear the requirement but you're not sure is it validated to the market, let us do this design sprint session at least the very beginning. So at least spend five days, we'll get to do a roadmap of the next six to 12 months, right? And then you can properly allocate your money, your time at the right things, not at the things that will end up becoming a failure, which is very common, at least from what I see and from my experience in Malaysia, it's very common for people to build a lot of fancy stuff, then no traction and die, right? This is a very good process because a lot of my clients, I mean, when they reach to the, certain, the, the level that they require my help usually, it's because the whole thing is done and then, then they'll start to question why it doesn't work. Why, why doesn't my audience resonate well with my new digital product, for example? And then we go in and we see that we see a lot of uh, uh, design issues. So, so when I think Aaron meant about design sprint, right, it does not mean the design as in like the user interface or the user. Of course, it's together user interface and it's user not a, experience. It's not just the look and feel. Yeah, not the graphic design kind of design, right? It's Correct. the design structure of that whole digital uh, product. Is that, is that what I'm yeah, right? Yes, so, so, so give you an example, right? Maybe the first day or let's say day zero, right? Before the design spring, you think that you need to build this A to Z, right? Feature A, feature B, feature C, feature D and everything, you know, put it together in the platform, right? But maybe after the first two days of design spring, you realize, eh, I don't need feature B, I don't need feature D, or I don't need feature A yet, right? So I think it's really helping you to narrow down to be more clear on what you should build instead, right? I think to me, I think uh, six, five, six years ago, right, that I have a mentor that, that teach me something, that in the digital world, everything is two to three times faster. Mm. Because if you run a brick and mortar business, you wake up in the morning, open the shop, then you close shop, then you go back to sleep. Right? But when you run an e-commerce or you run a digital-based internet business, you never sleep. Right? You'll get a sale or you get a lead maybe at 3 a.m. in the morning or 6 a.m. in the morning. Right? That also means that you need to constantly be innovating because there might be someone else you know, younger than you with a laptop coming up with a better product than you or better offer. Right? So I think it, it's, it's very important to leverage all the digital tools and the internet but it's also important to keep innovating. It's not like I built the website or I built the app 
the first six months, then I just, you know, stop there, don't do anything for the next two years. You're still going to be left behind. You need to constantly be innovating. So you mentioned initially that the design sprint process is to identify uh, proper actionable and execution measures so the business don't go and simply do whatever they think they want to do themselves, right? Yeah, so that is is our rationale (laughs) to our clients. It really makes sense because a (laughs) lot of time they they do too much. That's why they, they... I mean, what the, the term would be like, they'll knock a wall, they bang a wall, and then they realize things doesn't work out. But in this process, does the innovation part, uh, the, the future-proof innovation aspects of it in within this design, design sprint process itself? Uh, we do have like a three, five, and 10 years roadmap. Of course, I mean, truthfully, everything will be changed. Yeah, after because this technology, right, we're talking about. Correct. Right, so I mean, if a, a, a company that want to have sustainability in this methodology, of course, they need to have their own people mm. to to take ownership of this because we are not going to be there with them all the time, correct, right? Because our engagement with all these clients at most is you know from six to maybe the late the longest three years, mm. right? So, um, but of course, I'm, I'm very clear what artists want to become. Like yeah. we 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 preferably. You know, we don't want to be with another client for like so long, mm. right? I think three years is a good, good time, and, and I want the team to, to get more experience in entertaining different kind of clients, right? Mm. So we have e-commerce client, we have semi-government client, we have financial institution clients, mm. so we have even small clients or entrepreneur clients. So I think when you're in this business, the most important thing is case study, Correct. right? You have a lot of case study from different sort of market segment, and it's better, it's easier for you to command better prices in the future, uh, command better credibility to your future prospect as well. Um, I think next year is a good year, right? Um, yeah, it's supposed to be Wawasan. It's <laughs> supposed to be the Wawasan 2020 Digital Malaysia vision happening next year, right? Yes, <laughs> correct, correct. And I think uh, my biggest dream is that, you know, if, I, if we can um, gather more expand the team and bigger a little bit bigger right mm-hmm. maybe more web developer more app developer joining us as a network mm. where we have all this pipeline of project coming in right and we're able to help digitally transform each industry one by one right so that is really uh, artsy's uh, uh, mission mm. at the moment right there's no grand vision like grab you know like uber like we work you know all these big uh, crazy big idea startup for us is very uh, boring, <laughs> mm. right? It's just, you know, come to us with your plan on transforming your industry, and then we're happy, to, we're happy to help if it's the right one. I see, right. So uh, for fellow listeners, right now we are taking a short break. When we come right back, I'll ask Aaron on what does he think are the common challenges that is being plagued by traditional businesses into accepting uh, modern strategies like this. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Go Digital with Jason Lowe Show. Today, I have a very interesting guest called Aaron Deng. He's been sharing how his uh, company, Artsys, has been using uh, very interesting methodologies like Google to actually execute certain digital transformation processes into businesses. However, as we, uh, even though we know that internet companies uh, in a whole can, they're the ones that created all these kind of processes, right? Because they've been through the whole digitalization process from the past until now but what do you are there any challenges or like uh, obstacles whenever you try to propose uh, traditional companies these kind of ideas um well i think to really engage with traditional companies or 
It's very simple, right? All, all they need is money. Mm, they want correct. sales, right? Cost, so yeah. whatever idea you make, if you can tie it down to, hey, it will, it will help you increase your bottom line, right? You can have generate more sales that you otherwise couldn't make, mm. right? Because to me, I think they know. Business owners, traditional business, they know that the next 10 years, or now even, mm. business is changing, mm. right? Uh, we call it digital transformation, but actually it's a business transform- yeah, transformation. Correct. Yeah, business transformation process, correct. Yeah, correct. So, I mean, we're living in a world that every day is a new day, every day is an improvement, mm. right? So I think we're reached to a stage is quite mature that everyone recognized that digitally they need to have a presence, digitally they need to have expertise and they need to leverage as much, as much value as possible, right? The challenge is how do you get good, uh, good with it, right? You mm-hmm. can create a Facebook page or mm-hmm. Google ad, but you need to optimize the copywriting, the visual, the strategy, A-B testing, maybe your budget optimization. Mm. Maybe when you have a landing page, you need to know how to convert better, right? Maybe you need to use more videos, right? To be more brave in front of the camera, to do podcasts like this even. Mm. See, uh, the list is en- endless, right? I think we all know at a very high level, even business owners know at a very high level, but they don't have the time, they don't have the expertise to make it work. That's where people like us come into the picture. You know, I was thinking like um, back then, I think it's like six, seven years ago, I started in the software engineering uh, industry. Oh, you mean you were, you were a software engineer? I, I'm not, before, but uh, I, we have a group of people, mm-hmm. uh, four of us actually. So we, we have people coming to us and say, hey, hey, we want to build a last minute hotel app. La- last minute hotel app. Uh-huh. Hotel booking app. <laughs> last, right? minute. last minute hotel booking app. Right? Okay. So stuff like that, right? So yeah, we did stuff like that. Then I went into uh, digital media, right? Digital media, I think most people will know me from the digital media part, right? Uh, we, we have um, quite a number of online publications that's really popular in Malaysia, right? Uh, I can give you some numbers. It's like 3.5 million unique visitors every single month. Right, so we have all this. I personally have all this experience, and I, I get to see data from nationally that what people like to consume and mm. stuff like that. So I think all this information is very critical in driving business decision as well. Yeah, correct. And that time, how we monetize is by selling ad spaces or uh, we call it advertorial, right? Mm. Those sponsored articles mm. published in our own website. And you know what? I I can say ninety ninety five percent of the time I'm just waiting at my email and my, my Facebook PM, and that's how I close sales, right? And you, you don't need to like, you know, could do a lot of cold calling, cold meetings. Yeah, I think those works as well. Physical lead generation. I think those work, work, work as well, but I can, I mean, that, that is a time that it just give you another avenue that, hey, actually it's possible mm. to sell millions and millions of dollars through Instagram Live. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of people like that already. Yeah, 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 they sell cool. millions and millions of dollars just by interacting in Instagram Live, right? And it's, mm. and that's a free free channel in a way, mm. correct? Um, it's possible that you can close a multi-million dollar deal through an Instagram DM or a Facebook uh, personal message, right? So the world is changing, right? Mm. It's no longer just email, but it's mm. also, you know, capturing people's demand at the right time, at the right moment using all these social media channels. Right, I think all these things are uh, young people game, right? But I've seen a lot of uh, older folks 
they are getting good at this as well, mm-hmm. right? So to me, Malaysia need to embrace more of this stuff because mm. o- honestly, I think Jason, you you will agree that you you read, you probably read a lot of tutorial and guides yeah, you know, from correct. Google, yep. and most of them are published by not Malaysian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not right? Malaysian. Most right? of it yeah. is international folks, right? Correct, you correct. can see how advanced they are, right? Mm. It's like, yes, I'm gonna do a social media like. Okay, in Malaysia, so many people doing social media mm. management. So many companies doing that. Freelancers, small-time agencies, so many doing that. But how many of that can really go deep and drive the result? Right? Maybe not, not, not many. Not actually. many, right? Yeah, not many. Uh, and sometimes you cannot, you don't know. You, you don't know whether are they for real? Yeah, they yeah. Real deal? It's, it's very common to, I mean, even for my clients, it's very common to for them to complain to me that their previous agencies, yeah. they just... They, they post something they yeah. do it's, it's as simple as I have an e-commerce I just list my item there yeah. and then that's it yeah, yeah. I'm done so this is my point right my point is it's not just about a business owner right if they're mm. reluctant to do all this digital transformation it's not really their fault mm. right it's also the industry I think us as digital professionals mm. we really need to also up our game mm. right mm. we need really need to be master of our own trade correct expert in our own trade on craft right so uh, I, mean, I, 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 I agree with that that's very true because a lot of other software development firms or smaller software houses or yeah. whatever that I know they only focus on the, the software that they can deliver yeah. but whether that software can give long term continuity or very good ROI for the business that engage yeah. it they, they don't care right I just deliver I'm done yeah. you, you don't have use oh too bad you know yeah. things like that Yeah. talk about software developers I mean I, I see so many people they are really good programmers yeah very good programmers but there's a missing jigsaw puzzle there. Maybe they lack a product manager, mm. right? Someone who can manage them. Mm. Someone can also convey the vision of the client mm. to them, right? Someone who can lead an innovation brainstorming session say, hey, yes, you guys, you know, are, are really good in, in programming, but we, we just want to build an app. We want mm. to build the app, right? So what should we build? Correct. Right, I think... Malaysians are pretty blessed. Um, we, we know, too, I mean, most of us know multiple languages, right? We have the benefit of uh, reading what other people have done, uh, published at different languages. And in the startup scene, we have our own success stories like Grab, <laughs> right? Like Faith, right? Like all these big uh, startup, famous startup that you have been using every single day. So actually, resources are out everywhere around us. We just need to be very resourceful in um, learning all this stuff mm-hmm. and also applying what we learn and I think the industry also need to catch up right we need to be world class uh, actually I know a few um, what you can call them gurus right they actually sell courses right a lot of people will say hey you know these people they sell courses right they just want to earn my money but you know don't dismiss that so so quickly right mm-hmm. go and look at what the courses that they are They're delivering offering Right, go through that. Right, buy a buy some course because I mean it, it's not wrong to be a teacher. Mm. Right, I mean teachers who get their salary in mm. you know in in the, in the education institution. These people they are beyond school, right? That's why they sell online mm. online courses. And if you really notice, some of them are really really good at what they do. Mm. Right, but they are not mainstream. Mm. So they shouldn't be right. I think business owners should give the task to agencies or to software house mm. to be the best at what they do you see imagine this if i'm a business owner i hire an agency or a freelancer and they deliver a very good job world-class job something that can be equal to the western world or the china you know china world 
do you think I will want to engage second time or third time? Probably I will, mm. right? Because I see result. I think a lot of people are getting frustrated that hey, I, I employ this guy, they cheated me my money. Or employ these people, they, they deliver subpar performance, right? And I, my sales didn't increase as well. That is why that we are not flourishing as much as we want. Yeah, true. So in, in this sense, right, uh, do you think that when a business like to engage you all okay we know that some business owners would love the idea you tell them i do life i do this they'll be like oh yes 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 but a lot of times midway the the whole thing would just like die down is it because like the business owner isn't too involved himself or is it he like appoint a team to deal with you guys and the team themselves are also not understanding it fully and then things just doesn't get delivered the message does not get delivered across do you face this kind of like i think it de- sometimes i think it really depends uh we don't do all this live stream for people mm. right but it really depends to answer the question i mean or, or in the digital execution process in general after you do your sprints and everything um well i think generally clients are very good in communicating right depending on what languages they use mm. um yeah, you're right. Some some bosses they don't they're not hands on, right? Yeah. So, but there, there must be someone in the organization that is leading, mm. right? It can be the right hand man, it can be their GM, right? It can be even their senior employee. So find that person, and have constant communication with them, right? To me, uh, that's where this entrepreneur entrepreneur and startup Malaysia group mm, Facebook mm, group mm. comes in play. Uh, we haven't done any active programs or active you know content curation to the group now mm-hmm. it's just very organic everyone posts what they want <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's people like us uh, reviewing each post and mm. publish those that's not so spammy right but of course having a 20,000 members group comes a big responsibility as well True. but it's also a good enough influence power for us to really educate the market right I mean I will wish people in a group share more educational stuff, you know, share more case study, not asking something for return. Mm. I think this is the this is the goal. I remember t- three years ago, I was invited to go to attend the Global Entrepreneurship Summit in mm. um, San Francisco or in Silicon Valley. I think I'm one of the four or five Malaysians that got invited there. So I met people like Brian Chesky from Airbnb. Uh, met people like uh, Reef Hoffman from LinkedIn. That time, he just sold his LinkedIn to like Microsoft. Mm, like wow, right? <laughs> <laughs> I met President Obama there as well. Mark Zuckerberg. I also met him there. So, it was a very rewarding experience attending the conference and also experience Silicon Valley as a whole. Because you know, culturally, like the tech culture are very strong there. That, yes. that is where the originator of oh. all the methodologies yeah, that we correct, are learning so far, right? So, I, I mean. I never shared this publicly, but I think I want to share this in your podcast. Is that um, I remember one of the session you talk about ecosystem, mm. right? Who who talks about ecosystem? Uh, I can't remember who was the, well, the, the speakers, moderators. Like, okay, yeah, okay. but it was quite a because there's a breakout session, so mm. I went to the Silicon, I mean the the ecosystem session. So they were saying that it do, it doesn't mean that Silicon Valley is had a better culture. It just they have matured. Mm. True. Right? It's about level of maturity. Mm. So I can consider Malaysia definitely not as mature as Silicon Valley, right? In China, maybe it's accelerating at a very fast yeah, pace, true. right? So it's about maturity of ecosystem. And people there, and this is true, right? That if you are nobody, if you're a nobody, you go to Silicon Valley, right? If you talk to someone and share them your idea, 
right? If they don't fund your idea themselves, they will hook you up to a CEO or a big company who will fund your fund your project, correct? Or fund your startup idea. Mm-hmm. And people like that, people of high authority, will be willing to meet you, mm. right? Because there's this a little bit of fear of missing out there, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be the first person or the earliest person to be the first funder, right? So that they can generate more return. But generally, what I learned culturally there is that people truly, truly want to be great at what they do and change society for the better, mm. which I don't, I hope I see more locally in, in, in Malaysia, local right? Because you see, people there, they are, I mean, you, you should read the news, right? They are, they are, they are crazily rich. Correct. Yep. Right? They, it's not like millionaires. They are multi-millionaires, billionaires, right? And it, although that kind of status, they drive like a um, you know, hybrid car <laughs> or Tesla, right? They don't drive like Lamborghini and stuff like that. It's very different, right? They, they, they try to be environmentally friendly. They try to be uh, helpful to nobodies, right? And they, they will hook you up to people that will help you. You see, mm. it's so different, the culture. Right, it's very different. I think Malaysia in KL used to have that, <laughs> uh, um, like maybe four or five years ago. Now I, I'm not very involved in the scene, so I, I don't know what is the chatters on the street. But I believe that business owner, you know, try to attend more events, local events, right? Try to share your challenges in our Facebook group, <laughs> yeah. right? And then th- for those people like you and me who have the expertise in our own specialties, try to share something without selling our services. I think that is the most important thing. Truly, genuinely help them, mm, right? True. Give them 10 different links. Give them uh, access to your Google document templates. Tell them, you know, send them YouTube videos. Be helpful in general. I think if everyone do this, it's a win-win thing, but it's hard to achieve. But since we have this 20,000 group, I think that is our mission moving forward. Yeah, I, I think that's a very uh, interesting and noble cause. And one of the reasons why I'm starting this podcast series is also because of like you guys also allowing me to uh, share more things, and that it's 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 not only letting more Malaysians understand where the world is going in, in generally in business, but it also allows more of us to like create content to share because we know there will always be an audience that can benefit from our content rather than I shock Cindy, you know, creating on my Facebook page and then nothing happens there. So I think all this kind of avenues is good not only for people that will receive it, but also people like us that feel that we have to do, we have to contribute, we have to push something out there. Lah. Then we need the society will grow together with yes. it. Yes, I think bu- building on your point, right, is that I, I have a secret to share is that for months I wanted to do my own podcast, but I don't, didn't get started, <laughs> right? Because they actually uh, have a very nice studio here, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> full audio, full yeah. audio studio here. But they didn't get started, right? <laughs> and I think last month I had a podcast as well with uh, uh, the finance one, with Stephen Young, Stephen Young from my PF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw so, that. I saw that. So he also asked me something. I said I also answered in his podcast. I said, hey, I wish that more people should share their stories out there, share their case studies, mm-hmm. share something, mm-hmm. you know, because the more we give back, uh, the more we give, the more we take back, right? The more yes, we true, receive. True, true. So I think today is the second podcast and uh, <laughs> it, it's funny that I want to do a podcast but Anna, I, I became a guest instead. But I think this is great because that is where the function of a community, right? Yep. We push each other, yep, right? Yep. And someone is lazy, it's okay. Someone will just you know, invite you to the podcast and then you get the hang of it, <laughs> right? You get maybe motivated. So I think we need to recreate this kind of vibe. 
the balik lah. I mean, building up on uh, extending your point right now that I want to go it through backwards. I've been always thinking of like doing Facebook Live because yeah. you know that's the easiest, simplest way. Yeah. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk always says, "Just do it, Nee. You scared? I like, just do Facebook Live. They get yeah. it over with." I never done it before. Yeah. And I come here and you and Daniel, oh, let's do it. All of a sudden, I'm on my first Facebook. Yeah. Live. I think Gary V is great. <laughs> Getting Gary V is great, but you need to manage expectation when you look at because you look at him. Wow, he's everywhere. You know, everything yeah, is yeah, well yeah, edited. Yeah. You know, and he has so much content. Then you feel a bit, oh, yeah, I would never become like him. How can you know? He has like a twenty plus team behind him, yes. <laughs> helping and, him and, and everything. And Actually, yeah. he started very long ago only yes. himself. Yeah, it, it was beyond uh, wine, the white library, library days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't like he keep telling people so like he's not where he is now today. But you have to start. If yes. you don't start, like that lah. Yes. So yes. anyway, uh, thank you very much for that very insightful sharing. Uh, you actually shared more than what I expected, which is great because uh, for the listeners out there, this podcast wasn't planned structurally. Uh, for my other episodes, I actually planned what to talk. Me and Aaron, we just sat down. We suddenly decided to do live. We suddenly decided let's just do a podcast anyway. And uh, I'm very grateful and appreciate that you've been sharing quite a lot of very inform- uh, useful information for the audience today. So I think, okay, Aaron, I think time's up. I'm going to wrap this up. So thank you very much for your time for today. Uh, and I hope the listeners can actually benefit what Aaron shared through his journey so far. Alright, so this has been Go Digital with Jason Lowe, and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Production by Rainworks Studio with my friend Chintat, music by Ofnil Naga, and yours truly. Enjoyed this episode? Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform for more. This was Go Digital with Jason Lowe.